Welcome to the Can I Kick It podcast with your host Showtime and the dope chick East Rock. Now go ahead, enjoy your music. I know what you think. It's most definitely a special feeling just when it come to you creating your art, you being appreciated, knowing when you came in in 06, you know, how much the game has changed since then and still being able to, you know, do what you do. It feel good, big homie, and I got to thank the fans for that and all the, the OGs like yourself. <laughs> hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to another edition of the Can I Kick It podcast. I'm your host, Showtime. And this is your girl, East Rock. The one and only dope chick, East Rock. What up, though? What up? So we are back again for episode three of the Can I Kick It podcast. Trace. Right after the holidays, we are uh, just blessing the people with another edition of this dopeness. Also, I want to thank all of our listeners because we've had a really good response so far. And... Y'all have been so supportive in sharing the podcast, listening to the podcast, giving feedback on the podcast. We love it. Continue to hit us up on the Facebook page for Can I Kick It Podcast, on the IG page for Can I Kick It Podcast, and keep telling us what you think, keep telling us what you want to hear, give us your input. We dig that. Yeah, so how does it feel? Like you're like officially a podcaster now, like officially a media maven. Can we call you that? I'll take it. Yeah, media maven. I like that. I'll take it. It feels good. It feels good to be able to contribute something to the culture that we have taken so many withdrawals from. Time for us to make some deposits. Right. Okay. I'll take that. I'll take that. So speaking of deposits and withdrawals, I know Christmas time just passed. There was a lot of withdrawing going on for Christmas and not enough deposits being made into the the checking account. How do you feel about Christmas being over and and, and the holidays and all that? Um, I just think it was uh, a time to... Be able to count your blessings, uh, spend time with our family, mm-hmm. it, and don't forget Christmas music. I, you took the word right <laughs> out of my mouth. I was just going to say your Christmas playlist, as usual, was popping. Like it was a whole lot of like uh, Tamar Braxton's Christmas hits and Mariah Carey, and who else you had on your you Christmas? You can't do Christmas without Mariah Carey Christmas album. That um, Sharon Stone and the oh, rest in peace Sharon Stone and the Dap King Christmas Stone? album. Um, oops. Sharon Jones. Sharon Jones. <laughs> Sharon Stone is still alive. Who spiked my eggnog? <laughs> yeah. She's a white woman living in Beverly Hills somewhere. She's <laughs> definitely listen, not dead. Listen, I need, I might need a nap. Okay. All right. Cool. So Sharon Jones. <laughs> Sharon Stone. I love that. Um, Sharon Jones Christmas again. Album. I said Sharon. <laughs> you did. You said Sharon Stone again. Are you serious? All right. I'm gonna compose myself and, okay. and get my words all right a whole bunch of you know you can't have christmas without james brown santa, santa go claus straight to the ghetto straight please. to the ghetto right 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 do so not pass go do not collect two hundred dollars just go straight to the ghetto right 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 so shout out to your christmas playlist so uh even though christmas is over we definitely have uh gifts like we got we got gifts episode three is definitely a gift that we want to give to the people um who listen and who who dig this podcast because we feel like it's really something that that's needed. So we want to bless y'all with with some dopeness, like I said before. For sure. Episode three is spawned from something that we talked about in episode two, which was my hip hop confession. I mean, you actually told people that, and I, you know, that's. I mean, it's not something that I'm ashamed of, though. So in episode two, we talked about the fact that I have never heard an entire outcast album in my life 
And I don't know if I went this deep, but Outkast is just not one of my favorite groups. And that's okay, because I got enough uh, love for Outkast to fill this whole house with. <laughs> so, so because I'll, I own every Outkast album ever made. You do, and that's you know that's cool, but it's just not something that I was that into. I say that like Outkast had some dope songs. I would never say that Outkast was whack. Like I'll never say that. I can just say that you know it's not them, it's me. I'm just not it's that into you. them. <laughs> I'm just I'm just not it's that into Outkast. So episode three is going to be about the South, and I say that with an F. Like it's about the South. The episode is called the, the South, South got, got something, something to say. say. Right. The South definitely got something to say. But it's like this, though. I'm tired of folks, you know what I'm saying? Closed-minded folks, you know what I'm saying? It's like we got a demo tape and nobody want to hear it, but it's like this, the South got something to say. That's all I got to say. So we want to kind of open up uh, this episode just with some dope information about the South. We're going to talk about some some Southern albums, just because I think you are a lot more versed in Southern hip-hop than I am like that's not my forte I was never huge into southern hip-hop like you know what I mean right and as I said in the last episode I just love all hip-hop I just love all good music period um but of course being a a a hip-hop baby I just love good hip-hop and last episode we really went into depth on specific albums so I didn't really want to do that again um but I wanted to focus on the south and create a list that we can discuss Mm -hmm. um a list of southern hip-hop collaborations not by any means a list that is this is the best hip-hop collaborations ever on earth these are 10 hip-hop collaborations that I love that I don't think I could live without. Really dope collaborations from Southern hip-hop artists, or like Pimp C called them, country rap tunes. No, I will say this. Pimp C, even though I'm not, I was never hugely into Southern hip-hop. Pimp C has one of the greatest interviews of all time. No, 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 not one of. He has the greatest. He has the greatest rant. I'm not going to call that an interview. Right. I'm going to call that a rant. He just let off on everybody. Right. That that was like the dopest thing. Like better than the Ray J interview on the Breakfast Club. Better than like Birdman. um, Put some respect on my name. So if you want it, man, come on with it. If you want it with me, come on with it. Leave Bun out of it. And we're going to see in the end, because you're going to smell my cologne. It's a miyaki on some bar number nine, because I do not play. Greatest interview I've ever heard in my life, so salute to Pimp C. Rest <laughs> in peace to Pimp C for giving me the greatest joy. I that. pull that interview up once a year just for a laugh. It's so he great. goes in. It's, it's so great. So rest in peace to the pimp. And every record you get on, you lying about some dope. Talking about some squares. Man, <laughs> guess what, man? Get off the boo-boo. Get off of it, man. And, you know, I have a, a, a newfound respect for Pimp C. Like, once I found out that he didn't want to be on Big Pimpin', and <laughs> he kind of, like, shitted on Jay-Z and them a little bit. Like, he just put them off. Like, he was never in the original video. You know, they went to Brazil mm-hmm. and did all of this stuff in Brazil and had this big to-do over in Brazil, and Hype Williams shot the video, and Pimp C was like, nah. I want y'all just to come to my house and I'm just going to have Gloria Velez dance in front of my car (laughs) in the video. So my respect for the pimp was like magnified when I heard that story. Pimp C definitely did just whatever he wanted to do. He didn't have a problem saying anything about anything. Right, 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 right. So I respect that. Yeah, but, you know, historically, like I just have not had a musical palette for a lot of southern hip-hop i will say that i am just because of what i grew up on and what was my foundation in hip-hop i I definitely have 
much more vast knowledge in East Coast hip hop, but I love all hip hop and I listen to whatever I love. Right. Now, that's just talking about the foundation. Now, if we fast forward, you know, 10 years from 10 to 15 years from Outkast's first album and we look at current southern hip-hop like future is one of my favorite artists like and i have no problem saying that you know there's certain... is not one of my favorite artists and i have <laughs> no problem saying that <laughs> there's certain migos songs that i just think are popping you know what i mean like i have no problem with that and here's where our taste differs <laughs> here is where our taste differs i'm a huge i'm a huge jeezy fan um i live for jeezy always right old jeezy i'm not too old i'm not jeezy. too keen on new jeezy but that's neither here nor there right now. Yeah. Um, so I think this is where we differ. Like your, I'll, I'll call it old school for lack of a better term, hip hop palette is definitely um, it's, it's it's a little bit more vast than mine. While my new school is hip hop palette <laughs> leaps is. and bounds <laughs> because I really never thought I'd become that you know old lady of hip-hop that right. is just like what's all that bebopping uh, hippity hop like, that y'all what, are doing uh, like what what is that what is that dabbing and what is all of that dancing that y'all are doing but that's you know what I, it's not for me right but i'm fine with the kids having it for them right. that's for that's not me that's right. not my calling right <laughs> that's for the kids that's for that generation and i'm fine with them having it but i also think it's really important for some of the hip hop that's coming out that's in the same vein as what we grew up on, I think it's important for there to be that too because hip hop used to be so broad mm-hmm. and it's it's really slimming down to be more one note now. Right. Like, you know, back in the day you could have an X clan and you could have, you know, something on the total opposite spectrum of things. Mm-hmm. You could have something silly. You could have, you know, kid and play. Right, you could have right, right. all these different types of hip hop and it all still be good. Mm-hmm. And it's really starting to slim down. Well, so. you know, at some point, I think we have to look at possibly adding some sort of subgenre to the right. hip hop culture. Because I honest, I don't believe I wouldn't consider Lil Uzi Vert or um, even though Lil Uzi Vert has a record or two that I actually think are OK. Or, or or Lil Yachty, like these are artists that that'll that'll tell you like we're not hip hop, like we're we're rock stars, quote unquote. You know what I mean? And I think and I'll give them that, they can, right? For they us can, to consider them that. again, I don't I don't necessarily foresee them being around longer than five years. Um, I don't see Kodak Black being around longer than five years. Um, and, you know, that's kind of like and that's those, the problem. It's really really disposable. Right, right, um, right. There's that flash in the pan, kind of like you know Trinidad James. I thought Trinidad James made Trinidad James had some dope records that were dope like you know southern to the core records that were really really popping but where is he at now yeah so I, I just never want to be one of those people that's just like oh everything out now is trash even though it very well may be to yeah, me that's pretty much what you are right now that's, it very well may be to me but i'm fine like you y'all have it for you right. if it's for you that's what you're into you know get it how you live yeah. but also i'll say that different hip-hop or different music period is four different things i might have some ridiculous songs on like a gym playlist Mm -hmm. like just for fun but that's not anything i'm gonna listen to long term that is gonna feed my soul like some of the hip-hop that is part of my foundation it feeds my soul whereas maybe one of these songs that i find ridiculous it's a little catchy Mm -hmm. and i might throw it on a playlist for 
just purposes of fun. Different types of music is for different things, right, I think. Absolutely. And so I think there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. But anyway, back to the South. This is going to be fun for me because I'm sure there's going to be some songs on your list that I have never heard before mm-hmm. or never heard of before. So this is going to be interesting. So let's go through right, right. your list of Southern songs. These are all Southern collaborations that I just will rock with forever. Right. Not necessarily, like, don't hit me up like, you forgot so-and-so. Right. This is not the best. That's not what this is. Right. This is just, <laughs> like, save it. Save it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't hop in the comments. <laughs> now, some of these now, songs... Now, we do I- want your feedback. Right, we do right, love right, your feedback. Right. Now, some of these songs I probably will know just because I've known you forever, and I know, like, there's been certain phases when you have just totally went crazy for certain <laughs> songs. Like, I'm not even going to say... Any other joints, because at least one or two of them are probably... I haven't seen this list, by the way, y'all, but I know that there's... Like what? Should I say? You could say. I mean, well, I'll just say this. I know you went through a... There was a... Like a Michael 3... What's the dude's name from Houston? Like Michael 300 Watts, that Swisher House. Like you went through a little... Oh, like the Paul that Wall. Fade, the little the Paul Wall phase you went thugger, through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah like... You went, you went I'll still that rock phase. with Slim Thug. Right, no, no, right. But I'm just saying there's certain songs that I know... <laughs> that you were just all about at one point in time. Like there was there was one time when you when Rick Ross's and T Pain, um, what was that song called they had? I like one of Ross's first records. Boss. Yeah, boss. You play that song like every day. Like every single day. Like going to work. That song was gold. Right. See? See there's certain records. And like, that was before like you got tired of T Pain. That was before right. like he was, he was every single wear, yeah. but it was like still tolerable. That song is gold yeah see and there's a there's like an eight ball and mjg song that i think might be on your list which oh we're doing collaboration so no 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 that's not on your list so let's just get into it because right okay you, you, you're also like spilling the beans i know that's, next that's, segment. See, that's why i didn't i didn't want to do too much all right let's go all right and these are in no particular order but these are southern collabos that i rock with um number one again in no particular order jeezy Lose My Mind featuring Plies from the Thug Motivation 103. <laughs> wait, a, wait a minute. Wait one minute. I don't first, even get down with Plies. No, I, never, I never would have thought you would say that you like no, anything with, that with Algernon track, on that it. That beat, let me tell you, when I was uh, once upon a time, several, a couple of years ago, I lived in uh, San Antonio, Texas, right. where there's no black radio. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just me and like XM radio <laughs> and I had to scavenge to, to find <laughs> good hip hop. OK, that was on one of my gym playlists that I worked out to every wow. day. Wow. Lose my mind. I've that Lose never, My Mind track is so perfect for the gym. I've never heard you say anything positive about Plies. I mean, Plies is hilarious. I mean, that's what I was saying. But I don't own any Plies albums. Oh, man. Busted Baby is like a great record. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I think about? that um, Algernon is about? very funny. Oh, my gosh. Like, Algernon also makes great music. Yeah. <laughs> Algernon makes great records. Yeah, like sure. But I like this Jeezy track, Lose My Mind, featuring Plies. Okay. And I think probably back then I didn't even really. You weren't really into flies. No, like, not even that. I just probably didn't even care who that feature was. I just right. liked that track. Okay. So that's a great Southern hip hop collabo. <laughs> okay. I mean, just I'm just waiting for you to bust out with like ran off on the plug twice or something. Like this is that's total. definitely not on here. <laughs> definitely not on here. Um, number two. Now this is a singer rapper collabo but okay. it's still southern okay 
So A Ball and MJG featuring Lloyd forever. That's your joint. That's the joint you used to play all the time, From right? From Living Legends. Right, well, right, I played right. the whole Living Legends album a lot, but okay. Lloyd featuring featuring Lloyd forever okay. is one of probably my favorite songs. I in remember life. that. I, re- I remember you being in love with that song. One of my favorite songs in life. Something about Lloyd on. I mean, something about Lloyd on a hip hop track, a southern hip hop track, is like perfect. Mm-hmm. Because also. I love him on what's the Jeezy joint, um, Tear It Up. I don't know. Lloyd just gets in the pocket and does his little Lloyd thing and mm-hmm. it, it works. I love it. I'm still waiting for him to tell us is she five two or is she fine two. <laughs> like let's break that down. Stop. <laughs> right. Like he's, he has his whole comeback thing going on now, like my nigga, I need you to tell me is she five two or is she fine two? Like let's establish that. Before you make this comeback, like throw that out there, Lloyd. I I got you. All right, number three, Bun B, you're everything. That's with the Jodeci sample. That is with the Jodeci sample, which is the most genius freaking thing. I love that. That song goes so hard in the car. Like there's so much bass. Rick Ross, David Banner, and 8-Ball and MJG. Okay. This That's song is perfection. Mm-hmm. This song is perfection. Like, And sometimes I feel like I forget about it because that was off of Trill 2. Or excuse me, 2 Trill. That was off of 2 Trill. Mm-hmm. And... That's not an album that I listen to front to back all the time. And so sometimes I forget about this song and it'll pop up and be like, oh, made my whole day. Right. Made my whole day. You can't get more Southern than Bun B. Poured off of Texas. Like. Rick Ross, 8-Ball, MJG, David Banner. It's perfect. That song is perfection. So far, I know I've known all of these songs, right? Look at you. I know. I'm up Look on at it. you. Only because I've been around you forever. Like, uh-huh. if I wasn't around you, then I wouldn't know any of these songs. Uh-huh. But these are all great songs. And that's what I'm here for, to enhance your life. I appreciate that. You make me better. So, number four, again, because these are in no particular order, but this is probably one of the greatest Southern collabos ever, obviously, UGK International Players Anthem. I know that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I definitely know that one. Who if doesn't I, love this? If I didn't know that one, then we would have a problem. Right. But again, that's a great record. That's Who doesn't record. love this? Outkast, um, UGK, David Banner on the beat. So that's all like so Southern. The video is also iconic. Yeah. Like you you got 3-6 Mafia, at least DJ Paul. Um, it's just perfect. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's another perfect Southern collaboration. That's I would assume high up on most people's lists. I would hope so. It's a great record. The classic um, sample. Um, just perfect. So moving on, another one of my very, 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 we're going to keep it in Atlanta. Um, I think I know what this one is. What? What? Crime Mob Nuck If You Buck. No. Oh. <laughs> but that is a classic. <laughs> yeah, we knuckin' and buckin'. That is a classic. Like, I don't care who you are, <laughs> how sadiddy, how sophisticated, right. how bougie. Right. If you somewhere and Nuck If You Buck comes on. Once, like. We're going to get to knuckin' and buckin'. <laughs> like, the best the best part of, like, working in the club, you know what I mean? Like, when I host parties, is like, when Nuck If You Buck comes on and it's like, a really good crowd and they're really engaged and then I don't know if that's Princess or Diamond I think that's Princess and like the DJ like we cut the music 
And then the whole crowd is like, yeah, we knocking and bucking and ready to fight. That's a good feeling. So, I, I yeah, okay. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but... I no, were... I mean, that's definitely um, a classic Southern Hip Hop Club anthem. Now, the fu- one of the funniest stories I ever have in my career in radio is that maybe about whenever, like, Crime Mob were at their peak, like, so right around Nuck If You Buck Time, I can't remember their other records, mm-hmm. um, they came to the station and one of my coworkers was interviewing them. And <laughs> one of the questions, he was like, well, what do you, where do you see yourself five years from now? Nucking and bucking. No, no, no. Even better. This was like maybe like 2005 or 2004 or something, whatever year that record came out. So dude was like, yeah, I see myself somewhere playing Madden 2003. <laughs> <laughs> and, and here we are 15 goals. years later. And, goals, goals, right, goals. Right. No raps. That's probably where they are. Like somewhere playing Madden, playing PlayStation, just doing absolutely nothing. I mean, be realistic with yourself. He was so prophetic with it. Like he just knew that that's what he was going to be. And that's how it worked out for him. Word. <laughs> I am at. <laughs> So number five is literally one of my favorite Southern collabos ever, ever, ever. This is probably right up there. With, if I was ranking them in order, this would be probably right at like one or two. Mm-hmm. Would be Cool Breeze, Watch for the Hook. The C stands for Cool Breeze, who's known as the champ. Ray Calhoun, the coolest cutter at camp. Hey, my ones and my twos got your whole time. Shoot. I know that song. See, I know a lot of these records. Watch, watch for the Hook, Outcast, Goody Mob. I love the record. Cool Breeze. Yeah. This is classic. This is classic Dungeon Family. Mm-hmm. They all get on there and just murder the track. Definitely. It's perfect. I mean, a lot of these songs, I'm saying they're perfect, but they really are. Mm-hmm. I agree. Anytime I listen to this song, it's going on repeat. That beat is really dope, too. At least 12 times. Yeah. yeah, yeah that beat At least really 12 dope. times. I, I hate the fact that he was just like a one-hit wonder, kind of. Like, yeah, that was the only record uh, he had, right? He, I mean, I think he had some other albums, but I don't remember anything else notable. Let us know if y'all... If there were like some really other, really dope other uh, Cool Breeze songs. I mean, I definitely know he had some other albums. Was he in the um, Organized Noise documentary? I remember seeing him recently. Was he uh, in it? Or did I, I, think... I watched that quite some time ago. So I feel like he was. I feel like he was, but I can't tell you for sure. Yeah, because I, I remember seeing it because we were in Atlanta when we watched it. Right? No. Or at least when I, I watched, watched it. it before you. I watched it in Atlanta. And I remember them referencing him because he was like partly responsible for putting the Dungeon family to, together. He was in, he yeah. went to school, he had class with somebody. I and think so, but I, I would have to go back and, and, and rewatch it. But I think I remember him being in it. Yeah. Either way, this is not just one of the best Southern collabos. This is one of my favorite songs of all time. Oh, wow. I remember him performing this song on Teen Summit in like... Oh, Teen Summit. <laughs> in like 1990... What year was that? 94 or something? It had to be. 94, 95. I remember him performing this song on Teen Summit. Was this like during the Ananda years? Right around or... there, like Ananda, Prince de Jour. Right. Like... <laughs> <laughs> like them days, like Aww. way, way back. Like Team Summit, pour some out, Team Summit. Definitely, definitely. Number six, Slim Thug, Three Kings. The original, the first three the kings. The original right. Three Kings. Right, right, right. Not right. the Rick Ross. Right. Although that was good as well. The original thing, uh, Three Kings, T.I. Bumby, and Slim Thug. Right. I remember you blasting that at one point. You actually bought me the already platinum CD. Do you recall that? Sure. For, I want to say for Christmas one time. That sounds vaguely familiar. Already platinum. You like blessed me with some 
Southern hip hop goodness. It was already platinum and it was um the ninth wonder David Banner. Right. Which um, I was I was waiting to address that because I was I was wondering if you were gonna have anything from that CD on your mm-hmm. list. Because I know how much you love that ninth wonder David Banner collection. Oh um, my goodness. Ninth Wonder David Banner album. That I, Death of a Pop Star was so good and I don't know it I don't feel like it got like a whole lot of traction. Mm-hmm. I mean I feel like people that love either of them were into it, but for like the last year or two, they have been teasing Death of a um, Pop Star Two. Yeah, I've seen it. This has been for a couple of years, and there was even a Ninth Wonder um, Instagram post one time where it was David Banner there in the studio, and they were supposedly working on it. So right. David Banner, Ninth Wonder, please just do us the honor. <laughs> Death of a Pop Star Two. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't get you know more southern than that. Carolina, Mississippi. That's like the southern of southern. For sure. Mm-hmm. Those two purchases that you made for me right. were so out of the box of what you would purchase for me. Right. Well, I think this is when you were in San Antonio and... And I was, again, starved right. for... Right. You know, we had, con- we had several <laughs> conversations about the fact that they didn't have a lot of hip-hop music. Like, when you were going and buy your CDs, they didn't have a lot of music in the CD collection, like at Best Buy and all that stuff. Yes. So when you came to visit, I remember that, hey, you know, you've been talking about this death of a pop star and I knew that you love Slim Thug. Um, so I was like, well, let me just get grab these two CDs because you needed something to take back to you so you could have some of your favorite Southern hip hop to take back with you to San Antonio. True story. So the years that I was in that I was in San Antonio was right at the end of like, okay, I'm still purchasing CDs. I'm not necessarily downloading everything yet. So it's like 2009. Mm -hmm. So I was still purchasing some CDs. And I, like I said, I mentioned before, I'm that person that would just go into Best Buy on Tuesday and just peruse, and you know, because music would always come out on Tuesday. And so very shortly after I moved to uh, San Antonio, uh, Only Built for Cuban Links 2 came out. Oh, yeah. I remember the story. (laughs) And I trotted on up to Best Buy and went in and went past the section where it should normally be. and The hip-hop section. Which was non, right. totally non-existent. Right. So I said, hmm, maybe, you know, it's a new store. I, I haven't been in here many times. I'm just missing it. So I went up to a salesman, know, salesman at Best Buy. I'm looking for the only built for Cuban Links too. He said, what? <laughs> <laughs> only built for Cuban Links too. Like, <laughs> you know, Raekwon. Obviously. Right. <laughs> Oh, let me look in the computer. <laughs> hi, hi, R-A-Y. <laughs> I said, Lord. Was it Ray Vaughn? <laughs> Get, and that's when I knew. Ray Vaughn the chef. Right then and there, and right. Best Buy started planning my exit strategy. Yeah, he had no idea who Raekwon was. <laughs> and then he pulled it up finally and was like, it looks like we had at least two copies. Two copies. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, I left Best Buy disappointed. And that was when I was like, it's time for you to just hop on iTunes and start downloading yeah. music. Because, like, I mean, that, at that point, that's right around when the label started, like, shipping less CDs to the stores. And they just weren't really doing a lot of business with CDs. I remember I went to a, a Best Buy in Virginia. I think it was maybe the last Clips album. Mm-hmm. 
and the Best Buy didn't have. This was on the day that it came out. This was like mm-hmm. five minutes away from where Malice lives. <laughs> and I went in there and they were like, no, we don't have any of the Clips CDs. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, number one, we're in Virginia. Number two, this is Best Buy. How can you not have any CDs? Like, CDs come out on Tuesdays. It was just totally weird. And at that point, I understood that it was time to kind of make that transition to downloading music directly to a mobile device. Cause right. Um, it just, that's that, that, that experience right there made me say, okay. Cause you know, I was kind of dragging my feet into the whole digital music thing. Right. I was still really buying CDs and I was like, no, 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 no. I need my music mm-hmm. immediately. I need access to my music immediately. And that pushed me on out into the into the digital into download. The real world, there. welcome. <laughs> All right, what else on your list? So next up, Three Six Mafia, Stay Fly. Hmm, it's another yeah. great one. That um, time frame where that song came, like I wore that album into dust. The entire album? Most of it. Oh wow! Most of it. I've never heard an entire Three Six Mafia album. Most of Nor it. Nor Juicy J album. And the good, the dope thing about this song is. It's completely Southern. You could choose the original that had, you know, obviously Three Six Mafia, Young Buck, Eight Ball and MJG. Or you could go the um, the album also had the remix on it, which was Project Pat, Slim Thug and Trick Daddy. So either way, the South has something to say. Right, right, right. The track was so good. I mean, this is around that time that they were like getting juicy, there. Paul, juicy, what do you say? DJ Paul, I'm some song, I'm something you can, uh, that's how it goes. That's how it goes. I don't know the words. Like, I like that record though. That is what, that's classic 3-6 Mafia. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And it doesn't get old. Like, if it comes on right now, it like, you can just ride that. Yeah, beat. I haven't heard that song in a long time. That's, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. So, number eight. Even, th- I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep number eight on my list, even though um, this particular artist just got on my clown list um, hmm. recently. But, when you look at the grand scheme of things... Half of hip hop has been on my clown list right. at one point or another, so right. I have learned to separate the artists from their clown is. antics. Do you wanna? Do you wanna guess? Recent your, clown list. Your clown Recently, list. it's not Kanye because he's not from the south. No, and um, Kanye isn't on my clown list. Kanye is on my get well soon list. Mm, yeah, uh, on your clown list mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the south. Recent, a recent submission. I don't know. I'm stuck. Trick Daddy. <laughs> Trick Daddy Dollars. Trick Daddy Dollars. Trick, da- <laughs> Trick Daddy and Trina Nan. Maybe we can give him a pass. He Just... does. He does not get a pass. But what I what I what I do. <laughs> Poverty will make you do some strange and, and say some strange things. So he's struggling right now. So will just being ignorant. Uh... Give him a pass. What I will do... No, Black women, give no, Trick Daddy a... Give him a piece of sir, a pass. Sir, <laughs> There's no pass. Okay. I'm but sorry, what Trick. I will do <laughs> uh, is separate the artists from their art. Right. That's what I will do. And Trick Daddy and Trina Nan is like class- classic... Hell no, nah, you know they polo. <laughs> Favorite Trick Daddy line ever. <laughs> ever in life. <laughs> So yeah, that is definitely on the list because when Trina came out with her 
She was popping that neck and well, she was popping some stuff now. She wasn't just popping her <laughs> neck. She she was popping some, but it won her neck. They were a good duo. It was a good back and forth mm-hmm. and you know, coast right on into Florida for a good Southern hip hop collabo. Now that reminds me, what number are you on? I think that was eight. Let me ask you this. Is there any more Trina on your list? No, because okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. What? There's... That reminds you of Trina and Silk the Shocker? No. Oh. Hell no. What, what do you mean? Do we need to, what do we need to talk about? What was that Trina and Silk the Shocker song? It was a song that... That was, was your joint? N- it wasn't my joint, but Silk, Sho- yeah, I mean, when Silk were, Shocker is notoriously awful. Yeah, when they were in the jacuzzi, they were like, like, yeah, they were it was in like the a Poconos. wintertime scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, just, that video always made me laugh because... I mean, Silk the Shocker is always bad, but Yo, his flow on that if was incredible. you would have had Silk the Shocker on your list... <laughs> <laughs> we would have really had to have a real live discussion. But didn't I tell you different things are for different I get moments? It. But Silk Sometimes the Shocker. maybe you just need Silk the Shocker's ignorant what? flow. Nah, there's never a need in life for anything no, from awful. Silk the Shocker. He's so bad. But I mean, sometimes he comes along with uh, the whole No Limit family. He does, so. but again... You can't I, escape him if you were if you got into anything no limit. You right. couldn't escape Silk the Shocker. Right, right, you right. just but, couldn't. But what I was going to say is that reminded me of the Trina and Ludacris song that you used to love. Which one though? It was a real nasty song. Like she was talking real nasty. I mean, she was always talking real nasty. <laughs> but in this there's one no, in particular, there's no Trina songs where she's. Uh, what I mean, how many songs she got with Ludacris? I, I know what you're talking about, but I just can't it's think like of it right this moment. Diamond, was it Splash Waterfalls? Some, no, but Splash Waterfalls was my joint. That's who's That's song probably that? what you're thinking who's about. Who song is that? That's, That's Ludacris. Trina's Trina not on, on that. that. She's no. not on the remix? No. Splash Waterfalls had the original and the remix, but, um, you know. Trina had a song. Me. Yeah, yeah, I know that. But Trina had a song with Ludacris that you used to you used to. I die probably for. did because I had the Diamond Princess right. joint, and Pull I just can't Pull up name right now. real quick. Um, do your Googles. Okay, we'll do that. Um, I, I want to say I probably passed by it when I was making this list. I'll do a quick Google. I know. I, pretty, I feel like I know what you're talking about. I feel like it might. Oh, be all right. I don't be know. all right. I think it might be be all right. Let pull me it up and, Pull it up and play it. Hold on. Pull up Diamond Princess. Diamond Princess. Mind your business. Yeah, be all right. Play that joint. Yeah. That. <laughs> Yeah, that joint. What about a bing bang? Nice lyrics, Luda. Great lyrics. It's all coming back to me. Yeah. <laughs> that was Trick Daddy and Trina. Right. Nah. No, nah. I also have a confession. Uh-oh. Is this your first hip-hop confession? No, no, no. This isn't a hip-hop confession. Oh. This is just a... Well, you a, said you were going to have one for this episode, so you owe the people a hip-hop confession, no, by the way. No, no, like, all of my... I don't have anything that I'm ashamed of in hip-hop. You, you owe the people a hip-hop confession. I don't know. Um, but anyway, it was supposed to be a, a list of 10 songs, my 10 favorite uh-huh. um, hip-hop collaborations, but I can never stick to... You know, if you tell me five, I'm going to have six. If right. you tell me 10, I'm probably going to have 12. So... Right. You know, if you start you counting... You're at 10 o'clock, you're going to be at 10.30. <laughs> right. It pretty much sums up if our If you're marriage. counting and we keep going past 10, just know that, you know, I'm just trying to give you a bonus. Right. Um, but number nine was uh, Bumpy Throwed. Do you know that song? Slow drinks. So I can get throw. And I go... 
Yeah, mm-hmm. but I don't want you to ever sing mm-hmm. that like that again. Mm-hmm. But Bum it's real, B. like. Yes, that's from the that's from the trill, his solo project yeah, trill, featuring Pimp C mm-hmm. and Jeezy, and I love that one. It's, you know, it's such a such a ride. It's a it's yeah, that's song you ride that's out before, to. That's that's like right around the time when Bumby got. I mean, that's right around the time when Pimp C got mad at Jeezy because Jeezy wanted to charge him for a verse <laughs> <laughs> when he got out of jail. <laughs> and another and another Pimp C rant. Happens. Oh my gosh! I think that that story is in the same rant from earlier. Go off, Pimp C. Yeah. And moving right along, Master P from the. Let get- me guess, Master P. Um... Also, want to take a moment to say how I appreciate Solange for putting Master P Absolutely. on a seat at the table. Absolutely. Those interludes are nothing short of genius, and the jewels that he's dropping, um, I hope make some people realize, because I feel like No Limit had such a hard, good run, Mm -hmm. and then I feel like people kind of looked at him like... Like he was a little off. Same way they did Hammer. I feel like... Close, yeah. I feel like, you know, Hammer went... Hard and good for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, MC Hammer's whack. Right, right, right. What they were able to accomplish with No Limit, whether you love that music or not, what they were able to become, what they were able to accomplish is to be respected. Um, So you can't yeah, talk no about limit Southern hip hop without No Limit. That No Limit was crazy. They were cranking out al- albums like weekly. Yeah, with like, those and crazy, they all had the colorful, same album cover. They just all looked, They you knew a, like knew a No like, Limit Master cover. P, True, C Murder, Silk the Shocker, uh, Moby Dick, uh, Mia X. Right. So, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm only naming these from being like in the back of the source in 94. Right. Like you would turn in the back of the source and it would be like a full page ad of upcoming No Limit records that were about to drop. Right. Now, I was never like a huge No Limit fan, but you just you can't talk about Southern hip hop without mentioning them and mentioning P. Yeah, I was never a No Limit fan. And but I did I I was totally into the Ghetto D album. Ghetto D um was a really dope album. And so the song that I had at number ten was Master P, the title track, Ghetto D, with Silk the Shocker and C Murder. I was gonna guess that. And the way he used that Eric B and Rakim beat mm-hmm. on Ghetto D drew me in immediately. Right. Yeah, I hated that song the first time I heard it. I did not hate it. I have it. no problem saying I hated that song the first time I heard it. I love that. And I put that in the number 10 place just because it had him, see Murder, and Suck the Shocker on it. And we're talking about, you know, collabos here. But the other favorite on that was... Make him say, uh. No, that was not one of my favorites at all. How like, can make him say, uh, not be one of your favorite Southern drinks all the time? It just wasn't. It got, it got... Fool, I'm the colonel of this golden platinum uh, tank. Y'all after big things. We after big banks. Third war hustlers. Oh, see? See, I'm at Look it. At see? You. That just wasn't one of my favorites. Mm. But Plan B with him and Mia X. I have no P idea. Him and Mia X. It, you know. What is that? It's, Plan is about birth control? Sir. <laughs> what? It's really it's a song about side chicks, but well, again, it's about <laughs> it's about birth control. No. There you go. <laughs> it all comes together. I don't now. even think the plan B pill was out back then. Oh. Unless I digress. Okay. <laughs> so that was number 10. Uh, and like I said, I, I, my, my list ran a little long. Uh, like you mentioned before, Death of a Pop Star is one of my just favorite, my 
favorite Southern hip hop albums ever. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's so good. If you never got into Death of a Pop Star or if that whole thing just, you know, passed by you, go back and pull up Ninth Wonder, David Banner, Death of a Pop Star. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Ninth Wonder tracks and David Banner at like his best. Right. So anyway, um, again, we're talking about Southern collaborations. David Banner and Ninth Wonder from that Death of a Pop Star album, Be With You. Uh, and that was featuring Ludacris. Mm-hmm. So there's no Super like... Super Southern. So Gucci Mane, So Icy's not on your list? No. <laughs> there's no Gucci on no. your list? No. <laughs> you don't have Gucci no. <laughs> Let me say it in Spanish. No. <laughs> okay, so no no Gucci Mane on your list. Got I it. don't. I just don't. All right, cool. So that's East Rocks. No, no, no. Hold oh, we're not done? You got there's, more? There's... Jeez Louise. It's supposed to be 10. You're like number 15. That was 11, but we'll just call that a bonus. Oh, okay. But then there was a... A A bonus bonus? An honorable mention bonus. A bonus squared? An honorable mention bonus. All right. Juvenile. Ha. Well, Ha is my favorite Juvenile song. Ha is one of my favorite songs, Southern hip-hop songs ever. Mm -hmm. But that's not a collaboration. Mm. So, Juvenile... Back that thing up. So this is a bonus for the sheer fact, not even because I love the song so much, but just for the sheer fact that Cash Money taking over for the nine nine and two thousands. Yeah, so is important to the culture. When you're when you're in the club and like you're in the bathroom and the DJ drops that, like, do you run to the dance floor and start immediately backing that ass up? I mean, you have to. Shoot. Mm, okay. Don't you? No, I don't. Isn't that law? <laughs> That's law. <laughs> so. I mean, cash money taking over for the 99 and 2000s. I could just blurt that out anywhere in life. Gotcha. And it just fits. It just fits. Gotcha. It works. It doesn't have to be in the club. I'm not a big clubber. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if I'm feeling, you know, oppressed um, at work, I might holler out, cash money taking over for the 99 and 2000s. I mean, you also might holler out. Y'all made me lose my mind up in here, up in here. Oh, and I chant that daily at my desk. Right, right, right. Okay. Instead of Nami Horengekyo, it's... Nami who? Najiramba? What's love got to do with it? Have you seen that movie? <laughs> of course I have. So that sums up my list of super dope Southern collaborations. Please feel free to hit us on any of the pages <laughs> and let us know what some of your favorite Southern hip-hop collaborations or again like uh pimp c liked to call it he didn't like to call it southern hip-hop it was country rap tunes oh is that what he called it country rap tunes you never heard pimp c say that i'm sure does he say it in an interview i don't think he says it in the interview but there was a t- and that stems from him as a southern hip-hop artist not feeling like the south uh, the east coast recognized them as hip-hop right the east coast so didn't recognize like, the south had something to say exactly so he said, well, we ain't hip-hop then. Mm. I do country rap tunes. <laughs> and I like it. Words from the pimp. Country rap tunes. Right. So that leads us to, I guess, our guest on today's episode, episode three. This guy is just somebody who, to me, is one of the dopest hip-hop artists to come from the South. Like, I think he embodies everything that's not just Southern hip-hop, but just hip-hop as a whole is about. You know what I mean? I remember, like, when I first... Before I even knew who he was, I was in Houston, Texas. I was at, it was All-Star Weekend. I don't remember what year it was. And I was in the Galleria Mall in Houston. And 
there were like there was like a, a promo team, like a street team walking around. And they had the huge, huge, huge posters with just his face on it, like just walking around in the mall, almost like huge protest signs. Shout out to Galleria Mall. I love that mall. OK, cool. And they were walking around with the like the Rick Ross size. And I was like, who the hell is Rick Ross? Like, who is this? Week later, got back home, got back to VA, and I heard every day I'm hustling, and it was just a rap from there. Mm-hmm. Like it was just, it was just a rap. Like I was just like, this dude is got it. He's like nothing I've ever heard before. Because you know, coming from Florida, you think Luke, right? Two Live Crew, right? Um, who else was from Florida? Trick Daddy. You think Trick and Trina? Um, JT Money. JT Money. You know, you weren't thinking somebody who was like really, really like lyrical. And when I heard that and just, you know, the fact that he, you know, linked up with with Jay and, you know, signed to Def Jam. and uh, an evolution of the Florida hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he definitely came in and changed the game. So if you don't know now, you know, this episode features my interview. Ishrat wasn't present for this one. So this is my sit down with. The boss, Ricky Rose. And so you'll notice that Rick Ross collaborations were absent from this list, but that's because... After the interview's done, we're going to come back with uh, our top... Was it top five? Top five Rick Ross our joints. top five Rick Ross joints of all times. And again, we haven't seen each other's list, so some of our songs might be... Overlapping? Yeah. I'm curious, though. Definitely. If we have the same favorites right 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 so uh without any further ado let's get into our interview with ricky rose go ahead and introduce yourself renzel ricky ricky rose here what's up baby it's the boss ricky rose i came to check in showtime what up believe it man good to see you man so i know you you fresh off the plane man i got a whole bunch of questions so we're gonna get down to it man i know that that 10th anniversary of of Port of Miami just passed, man. So you celebrating a dime in the game. A dime. How does that feel, man? How does how does that feel? Like ten years since since that classic album. I mean, it, it most definitely is a, is a special feeling. It's most definitely a special feeling just when it come to you creating your art, mm-hmm. you being appreciated, knowing when you came in in '06, you know how much the game has changed since then, and right. still being able to you know do what you do. It feel good, big homie, and I gotta thank the fans for that and all the the OGs like yourself. Yeah, man, absolutely. So, so coming from the Miami scene, man, of course, yeah. you know Uncle Lou yeah. and and JT Money. Like before you got on, did it did it seem like you had to follow that path to get on, or did you kind of already know that you had to pave your own way? I knew, I knew, I knew what I loved to do, and you know what what I connected with the most was some entrepreneur talk, some hustler talk, mm-hmm. some bossing up talk. Mm-hmm. You know, and I love Miami, and I love Luke. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know they had the girls. Don't stop, kid it, kid it, kid it. You know what I'm saying? It. And that was cool. You know what I'm saying? When you at the pool party, that's cool. Right, right, right. But if I was at the pool party, I'd be one of the dudes on the side smoking good, plotting right. on a hundred thousand. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so I just wanted to make sure the music I made, you know, represented that. Mm-hmm. And, you know that that's what you know. That's so, what got me still here. So prior to signing the Suave House, because everybody knows you, you were signed the Suave House with Tony Draper, like what were you listening to back in those days? You know, I was listening to everything. Yeah. You know, I was a huge um, West Coast fan, huge, of course, Scarface, Rap-A-Lot fan. Of course, um, anybody that was really, it ain't it ain't matter to me where you was from. East, mm-hmm. It ain't matter, East Coast, West Coast. If you was doing your thing and the music was dope, I was with it. Right, right, right. So, of course, Port of Miami dropped in 2006, and you dropped 
several dope projects after that, man. Trilla, Deeper Than Rap, God Forgives I Don't. What's your favorite Rick Ross project, and what's your least favorite project? Man. Um... Just it's it's hard for me to really decide. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard for me to really decide because like you know I love it. Child. Yeah, I love it for you know the reasons I love it right. for. You know what I mean? And the fans love you know bodies of work for what they love it for. Right. You know what I mean? Right, so right. you know it, it's just a different it's just different vibes. You mm-hmm. know, just mm-hmm. different vibes. Now I, I personally think that you're one of the best when it comes to selecting beats. You know, I tell people all the time like your your ear for the beats is impeccable. Like. So, so what's your process when it comes to selecting like the soundscape for your music and your project and what beats you want to rhyme over and you know just like what joints you gonna get into that pocket and go in? Yeah, I just make sure I have I, I have no ceiling. Mm-hmm. So whether it's it's just Blaze or mm-hmm. if it's Lex Luger or you know if it's you know Beat Billionaire, you know whoever it is, whatever you know the vibe I'm on, whatever it is, yeah. I just make sure I just want the best of. You know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. if it's some smooth lady talk, if I'm finna go into that Dice Pineapple right. vibe or that Aston Martin music vibe, I just want to make sure, you know, they can hear the piano. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, dig? Yeah, yeah. yeah, And you've always worked with great producers, even back in the day working with Eric Sermon and working with, yeah, yeah. like, Bink Dog and, you know, so who are some of, like, the, the, the producers that you might have worked with that you don't feel like getting enough credit? Most definitely, Bink Dog. When it, you know, because when, when you say that, that VA right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to the big homie. It's it's because you know they opened their doors for me before I was a celebrity right. or before I had a hit record, and I'll never forget that. And that's why I represent for for dudes like Tony Draper and right. everybody who showed me love before I recorded a hit record right. and just seen the vision I did. And you know, those were some of the dudes that did because Bink, he let me come down to his house and yeah. I stayed for maybe two, three weeks right, like right, right. in the and basement. Out in Jersey, right? Yeah, yeah. just, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Hack, you know what I mean? So, you know, um, and for the few other, the few others that did that, it's all love forever. Yeah. So let's talk about MMG, man. What's, what's the difference between Ross as an artist and, and Ross as a CEO? The difference is, is basically... Um, as a CEO, I want to make sure everybody on the label get the same opportunities. Mm-hmm. I understand we all will have different results, mm-hmm. but we all got to have the same opportunities, yeah. you know, the same light. And as far as, you know, artists on the squad, I just, in my wildest dreams, what what I need. And that's what I make sure Double MG provide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as the leader, let me ask you this. Like, what role did you play in making sure that cooler heads prevailed in that Meek and Drake situation? Like, because I think it could have got a whole lot uglier than it did if some cooler heads didn't step in and some no, OGs you know, didn't step in. To me, I, I just want, let's lay around and, and get ready and, and see what, what, you know, what what big really happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so what direction do you see the label going in the future? Because, you know, once you decide to put the mic down and, and hang it up eventually somewhere down the line, who do you think is going to take on that torch? Um, you know, we got a lot of talent on the squad yeah, right now. Every, we got a lot of talent. Every and, talent. And at Double MG, I want us to focus more on the ones that's working the hardest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. what we finna do over the next couple months. So when we come into 2017, uh, and announce a, 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 a couple new acts, right. you know, a, a couple new vibes. Right. You know, everybody will be focused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were signed to Def Jam for a real long time, man, for the for the majority of your career, but you just left and kind of went over to Epic with L.A. Reid. Right. Um, how was that transition for you, and what made you go with Epic as opposed to, like, a rock nation, since you and Jay have that that long history? You know, me and Jay, we, we most definitely have a, a long history. That's who... 
you know, signed me over at Def Jam Records in 06, and he's mm-hmm. been supportive. I believe I'm one of the dudes that did, you know, some of the most collaborations with Jay. But, right. um, you know, he, his 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 resources are always there for me, and we've seen that with the 10-year the reunion. Yeah. You know, shout out the title. Um, um, it's just me really just still, you know, following my direction. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Taking my time. We so, still got some some paper to get. So let's talk about Rossfit, man. 75 pounds down. Yeah, yeah, still yeah. going? You still in the gym? We still going, baby. Still we doing still the cardio? Going. We still getting it in. <laughs> we still getting so, it in. So why was it important to you to start living a healthier lifestyle? Man, that's what it's about at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Not just because... I'm a you know a franchisee and you know we own Wingstop franchises and Checkers yeah. franchises and you know but at the end of the day just just being a, a brother man just right. a black brother it's right. all about we got to tighten up on that right. I think that's 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 almost number one on our list is right. brothers right so Port of Miami ten years old if it was never released what would you be doing what would Renzel be right now man you never know man you never know I would have been trying to get it though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd have still been trying to get it. Yeah, so Wingstop bubbling right now, just open some new franchises? Yeah, we just uh, purchased a new franchise down in Bradenton, Florida, maybe two or three days ago. How just, many is that total for you? Honestly, man, I don't even know. Wow. I don't even ask anymore. <laughs> you just count it up, huh? No, I just did an interview, and they and they told me, like, you know, why, why would you answer? I said because that's my answer because, you know, I want my team to, you know, to treat each and every store like it's our first and it's our last. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's not try to get caught up in the hype of how many stores you got. It's, it's more about right. um, making everyone we got that much more better. Right, and it's all about being that businessman, man, and and investing in your future and investing in the future of MMG. So let's talk about Wale. Yeah, yeah. How's the process with working with Wale and, and you kind of being the leader of MMG and kind of finessing those artists and making sure that they're living up to their potential. I think that's what it's all about. You know, that's what I always dreamed about, you know, working with artists that's that's leaders themselves, mm-hmm. you know, and that's exactly what Wale is. When he when he has his own ideas and concepts, he completely does his entire album. Mm-hmm. He does everything on his own and, mm-hmm. you know, you know, he helps with his own video. Yeah. So, you know, um, shout out to DJ Sam Sneak who was just Sneaking featured it. on his his new single, yeah. his first single, my PYT, and I believe that was, that was close to, I don't want to say it, but you know, millions and millions of streams. So yeah. you know, Wale just one of those dudes, you know. So what about this flower bomb? You know, right, records right, like right. that. He do it big. Make them records, man. Yeah. Just like yourself. Yeah. Just like me, y'all make them records, man. So MMG weekend was crazy. It was crazy. I saw the Snapchats posted yeah, 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 up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't get no invite. I was trying to hop in the pool. I can't swim. Oh man, I'm just you I'm was trying supposed, to, say you was supposed to sit like, on the you were supposed to sit on the kitty side with I all the know, strippers, man. I'm, well, that's <laughs> why I need to be next to yeah, you, yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. I got there. you. I got you. So is it going is, is it going to be an annual thing that you continue to do? Is it going to be bigger? Because I don't know how much bigger can it be. It can be bigger. And I think we're going to make it a little bigger. And I think it's, let's keep it, you know, more about the artist, the DJ, yeah. you know, just the connection. And let's just get more people involved. You know yeah. what I mean? You yeah. see, I brought checkers out there. So we had the restaurant in the backyard. Right, right. right. Now, you know are you mean? buying into checkers or is that just a different type of relationship? Nah, I, I just purchased two franchises. Okay. Yeah, I just, okay. you know, um, the one that I grew up loving the most right up the street from my high school. The one where, you know, after our football game every Friday night, we'll go to and sit in the parking lot. Yeah. Before we could even really afford to smoke one, we'll just go right. get us two, three champ burgers, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and yeah, them champ champ believe with it. cheese, you know what I'm saying? Believe it, believe it. 
cut it in half, you know what I mean? You just trying to be bougie. That's yeah. where you cut the champ in half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I know you, you, you're on a strict time constraint, man, so I'm going to let you run. Um, but just what else? I saw the Forbes list. You on the Forbes list again this year? Cash Kings. I didn't. I didn't even look at that. It's so much other stuff that come with that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? When you when you rose, it's a little different. You know what I mean? I'm on the I'm on the dirtier side. Right. You know what I mean? When right. it come to the hustling and grinding, you know I'm gonna be ready to be on that clean side with Puff one day. Yeah. So I'm trying to you know send a little bit to this. This company, this LLC, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm trying to get out these. I'm in, I'm in a little tight jam right quick. Well, shout out to my co-defendant, Black Boy. He ain't here. Cool, 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 man. We appreciate you sliding through. Man. Where the wing stop at around here? It ain't too far from here. Maybe 15, 20 minutes. They just built it, as a matter of fact. It's brand new. It's brand new. Brand it new. might still be open, huh? Yeah, brand new. Like, in the last month or so. See? Them lemon pepper wings. Lemon pepper, man. Going digital. <laughs> Any last words? With you already know what it is, man. Keep going hard. Keep dreaming hard. Ricky Rose. I'm finna put some new music out. I'm telling y'all first. Get ready. Black Bottle Boys globally. Shout out to y'all, man. DJs worldwide. All my fans. That's been holding me down since 05. Absolutely. I ain't gonna even say 06. I'm gonna say 05. Absolutely. Renzel, thank you, man. I appreciate that. 100. Yes, sir. So that was our sit down with Rick Ross. Good job, honey. Yeah, so Ross is one of my favorite artists, so it was definitely a pleasure to actually sit down with him and have a conversation and just kind of ask some of those questions that I've been thinking about and just wondering, especially about, you know, producers that he's worked with and, you know, MMG and stuff like that. So definitely a good conversation with the biggest boss, Ricky Rose. Yeah, I'm, I hate that I missed out on that one, but you definitely held it down for I appreciate Can it. I Kick It podcast. Absolutely. So since we did have Ross on the podcast, let's talk about like some of our favorite Rick Ross songs, some of our favorite Rick Ross joints. Since he's been in the game for uh, 10 years now. Uh, it's been 10 years since he dropped his first project. So let's talk about some of the music that Ross has kind of contributed to the culture. Top five Rick Ross jams. Well, clearly I couldn't keep it to five. I have six. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Oh my gosh. If you Why didn't you just do 10? Top five, you should have told me top, top four. four. Right, okay. Now I know. I can never, I just, it comes down to decisions and I can't, I can never do it. All right. I, I can't be confined like okay. that. Okay. So, number six, Three Kings. With Jay Z and Dr. Dre. Absolutely. So you have Three Kings on two of your... On two different lists today. Okay. All right. Now, what is it about Three Kings that you like so much? About this version of Three Kings? I think it's it's just a good collabo with the three of them. You, you don't hear Dre. This was, you know, pre-Dre's uh, Compton album. Right. Um, you didn't. You don't hear Dre on a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so I just thought it was a really good collabo. I dig the track. Uh, I just, I liked it as a total song. Now, which version of Three Kings do you prefer? I have to go, and I remember um, either tweeting this or saying this on some form of social media when this Rick Ross Three Kings came out. I'm going to have to just give props to the original Three Kings mm -hmm. on Already Platinum. Right. Slim Thug, Bum B. Okay. So I'm going to go with the original, but this is a this is a dope Three Kings as well. Right. Uh, number five. I love this song. Hold Me Back. These haters can't hold oh me back. These haters can't hold me back. I, that is another song that I repeat. That's your road rage song. That is my, that is my any kind of rage song. Anytime yeah. you feel like somebody or something is trying to hold you back, I promise if you turn that all the way up and you get to driving, just drive somewhere. I don't know, it, 
Drive to the store. Yeah, I can see you walking out of work. It's like 5.02 when somebody stops you to ask you a question. We're supposed to get off at 5 o'clock. They'd be like, so, Ishrock, about this problem that I was having at my desk, could you come over and help me? And you're like, these haters can't hold me back. These exactly. haters can't hold me back. That is back. exactly how it happens. Right, I know. It's one of those songs that, for me, quickly turn into an anthem. Right. Okay. I don't even care, like... I don't care what it is, a person or anything, an obstacle, any type of obstacle. They hate us and they trying to hold you back. Exactly. Okay, that's a good one. So, number four, Maybach Music 2. That's the one with T-Pain, Wayne, and Kanye from uh, Deeper Than Rap. Uh-huh. So, all of the Maybach Music joints are, are ones that I like. Mm-hmm. And, obviously, I love the first Maybach Music with Jay on it. But, for some reason, this one... Um, it's just one of my favorites. Okay. You got Kanye, the track. Now, there's actually a remix to that that has Pusha and Fab on it. Pusha, Fab, and somebody else. Sounds familiar. Um, so, yeah, that was what, number four? Uh, number three, another anthem. Mm-hmm. Every day I'm hustling. Just another anthem. Yeah, definitely an anthem. That record lost a little bit of steam for me when. The everyday I'm shuffling. Uh, what's some dude's name? LMFAO. That's her name. LMFAO. Oh. Yeah. They were like everyday I'm shuffling. Oh no, that yeah. didn't, that didn't have any effect because I don't pay attention to. That was a huge record. But I just there's no LMFAO song I really pay attention <laughs> to. Yeah, they broke up, by the way. Oh. I don't know if you knew that or not. Yeah, they broke up. Mm, tragedy. One of them was Barry Gordy's. Grandson, nephew, something, uncle, something. Let's not mention LMFAO on this podcast <laughs> ever again. All right. Can we make that agreement? I'm good with that. Okay, good. Number two, classic, uh-huh. The Boss. Okay. T-Pain. This is like the third time T-Pain has been yeah. mentioned on the show today. That's interesting. It is. I mean, T-Pain was Who putting knew? in work at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it really was, I mean, like... I really, really, really got tired of T-Pain after a while, but to be fair, I mean, he was working because he was contributing, you know, hotness to... So let me get it straight. You like T-Pain, but you don't like Future. How's that work? I don't want to hear... Your math not adding up, son. Listen. Your math not adding listen, up. Listen, pipe down. <laughs> I don't want to hear um, necessarily a whole T-Pain album. Mm-hmm. Buy you a drink. No, thank you. That's a dope record. What are you talking about? I'm not saying it doesn't have its value. I don't want to hear that over and over and over for an entire album. Baby girl, what's your name? I'm not mad at T-Pain. Let me talk to you. Let me buy you a drink. Because he really did put in work and he really added value to so many dope songs. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that over time, it just got redundant. And I don't want to hear it back to back to back. I love T-Pain. He added so much value to so many songs that I love. You have T-Pain on your list three times and you don't have Future up there once. I don't get it. I don't need Future on my list. But you're so, you claim you're so well-rounded in Southern hip hop, but Future's not on your list. What are you talking about? I just don't care about Future. Balling like it's March Madness. What do you mean? I mean, he's good for. I, I appreciate the Lil future. Lil Wayne memes. and Future Karate Chop is one of the greatest Southern I records of all times. I appreciate a good future meme. Continue with your list, ma'am. Sensational. That's the word you're looking for. Yeah, sensational. Sensational. <laughs> sensational. I mean, I, I love that, right. but <laughs> sensational. And, and it's not to say that I don't. 
if there's a song that I like and Future's on it, I'm not mad about it. I'm not out here in these streets looking for the next Future song. I'm just not. Sorry. Okay. All right. Okay, bye. <laughs> um... So I was at number two. Like, it really, I got to zone all the way out when that comes on. It's a good record. I think JT, JT wrote him on the track. Like, it's not even just T-Pain and Rick JT Ross. Rodham. That track, wrote him. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> he called him and wrote him. It's <laughs> like scrotum. <laughs> like scrotum. <laughs> I'm sure he had all sorts of jokes in elementary school. Uh, also, <laughs> and at number one, my probably favorite Rick Ross song, Valley of Death. Just to make you happy. But the streets keep calling me. I literally love that song. Um, and a lot of people think that that song has a sample. The singing mm-hmm. is not a sample. Who is it singing? It is uh, Latanya Givens. She's a singer that's worked with Snoop, and um, she's out of um, I know she is. Flint, Michigan. And then Jay Electronica worked with her some, too, on his non-existent <laughs> okay. album. All right, so let's <laughs> run through my favorite Rick Ross joints of all times, in no particular order. First of all, we have none of the same songs. Seriously? Don't look at my list. We have none of the same songs on our list. Like... <laughs> Zilch. Like, this is such a surprise. <laughs> All right. So, first on the, again, these are in no order. Break it down, break it down. At all. All right. First one on my list. Song number five, because I contain my, stop looking at my list. <laughs> I contain mine to five. Nine piece. Straight eight ball. MJG. I got eight. How could that not be on your list? Like, he's referencing, like, your favorite southern group. I said what I said. These are my favorites, okay. to quote one Nene Leakes. All right. Well, Nine Piece is definitely one of my favorite um, joints. Like, it was produced by Lex Luger, and that was in that period of time when Ross and Lex Luger had, like, all of these records together, and Ross was Which just... Which album is that? Um... Initially, it was on the Ashes to Ashes mixtape, because there's, there's two versions of it. There's a version with um, T.I., and the original version is with Lil Wayne. I also really liked Freemason, but I had to limit yeah, it. Yeah, that's not on my list. So Nine Piece didn't make, obviously didn't make the album. Just like Ross over Lex Luger beats is just Does dope. It for like, you. They really had a really, really good chemistry. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened to Lex Luger or what happened to Ross and Lex Luger, but I think they made really dope music together. Mm-hmm. Um, next on the list. I think I might catch some flack for this, but... I don't care because it's absolutely one of my favorite Raw songs. Like it's it's up there with one, like probably one of my probably top two or three favorite Raw songs ever. This is Here I Am with Nelly and Avery Storm. I got a bunch of dollars I can spend them on her. Oh, I like that. She could be my lady. She could be my lover. lover. Right now, I like that. There aren't many songs that have Nelly on them that I can <laughs> honestly say that I like. You don't have to do that to Nelly. I'm just saying this is one of them, and um, the Biggie, I like that song. Biggie Nasty Girl remix with Jagged Edge. That's also one of my favorite songs. Like I rock out to that on a regular. I rock out to both of those. There's nothing wrong with Nelly. No, it's not. But I'm just saying, you know, he doesn't have a lot of songs that I like. I'll just say that. Mm-hmm. I'll just throw that out there. He doesn't have a whole lot of songs that I'm. Mm-hmm. 
uh, inclined to like. But mm-hmm. here I am with him, Avery Storm, like and Rick song. Ross. Classic joints. Also, um, and I, I know I just keep giving honorable mentions because I can never. I'm still anti your list. <laughs> Lay back with Robin Thicke is also one of my favorites, but I can't. Oh I couldn't put it in my top five right. slash top six. All right, next on my list. Lay back. Next on my list is. Na, 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 na. I'm just saying. Right. Okay, go ahead. Maybach Music One. Mm-hmm. I can agree with that. With Jay Z. I can agree just, with that. Just I, I really dug into all of the Maybach musics and I think one is my favorite like Jay's verse is really dope this is the second time we hear Ross and Jay on a record together mm-hmm. you know they did the Hustling remix um, mm-hmm. early on but mm-hmm. um, just hearing Ross on a track with Jay-Z and he actually holds his own I think was super dope so that's coming in at number three on my list mm-hmm. um, number four on my list is cigar music I love cigar music um, produced by Bink of course I think Rock, Ross and Bink make really dope music together um, as we talked about in the interview shout out to VA yeah so it was like you know it's, it starts off kind of like an interlude um, and it actually samples this Ahmad Jamal record Don't Ask My Neighbors which is really dope and I just think the way that Bink kind of manipulated the sample and fit it to, to, to that beat and Ross kind of hops in that pocket that he hops in sometimes uh, I think it's really dope and lastly on my list is I'm surprised this wasn't on your list well no but MC Hammer that was on the running okay I, I kind of felt because like these haters can hold me back and MC Hammer and Nine Piece are all in that same and the same right and right. MC Hammer and um, BMF. hold me back oh. I had to like shave one off because I'm right. like these are pretty similar so and hold me back you know, it right. had to be there. So right. I, I can agree with that. I think Lex Produce hold me back too. I, um, if I had to jump out the window, I would say that Lex Produce hold me back. Um, but MC Hammer, that's when he had be like Ross was killing the game at that point. Like he had BMF, he had MC Hammer. Like he was just going like that mixtape, like that Ashes to Ashes mixtape, and like that album that came out after that was just like super dope to me. Like that's when like Ross was heavy on my gym playlist. Like I would go to the gym and completely just work out to Ross's entire mixtape. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's my five. Like MC Hammer, I don't think that record gets enough credit. I love that record. As the great, um, Rick, one of the great Rick Ross records. Because I originally probably had 10 and then I had to shave I'm it sure down. to six, so, right. Um, that was one of the ones that got cut. Right. So I can agree with that. Um, mm-hmm. That's crazy that we didn't have any of nah. the same songs. Nah. I mean, I love when Ross, you know, I had some other records that I thought of. Like, I love Ross in those female-friendly records. Like, of course, Aston Martin Music probably could have been in a run-in. State Scheme, it could have been in a I run-in. I thought one of your favorites was going to be, I'm only human. Nah. Mm-mm. I feel like you liked that one. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I feel like you used to play that one. Nah, 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 nah. But I'm just saying, like, when Ross, I love Ross. I'm a man, I'm a man, I'm a man. I love Ross <laughs> when he hops on records with, like, dope R&B singers. Like, the Chrisette. chemistry he had with mm-hmm. Chrisette. The record with Erica Badu when he hopped on the Window Seat remix. Mm-hmm. Ross is just, to me, he's just, like, an all-around artist. And I think these lists kind of prove that he can hop on those like you know I those. think he does a really good job also um of choosing the right songs mm-hmm. yeah so shout out to Rick Rose shout out to um just the south because the south got something to say the south got something to say yeah so uh I guess that's it that's that wraps up this episode of can I kick a podcast 
it wraps it up. Again, we want to thank you guys for listening. We want you to go to the Can I Kick It Facebook page and like that. We want you to go to Can I Kick It on IG mm-hmm. and drop any comments that you want. You can follow either of us uh, on social media. I am Ishrock, E-E-S-H-R-O-C-K on everything. Twitter, Snapchat, IG. Yeah, and I'm Showtime Says on everything. And make sure you follow at Can I Kick It Show on Twitter. So yeah, just hit us up on social media. Let us know what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show, who you want us to interview. Um, but also make sure you rate and subscribe the podcast. We're on iTunes. We're on Google Play. We're on Stitcher. Uh, everywhere that you get your podcast, your music from, we out there. So just make sure that you rate, subscribe, forward it to your friends, and you know just share it with everybody that you know and love. Word. Word up. So that's it. Can I kick the podcast? We out of here. Peace.